This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 910, Embarrass Yourself, and Worry Serves No Useful Purpose, by Lori Deshane of tinybuddha.com, and my very own personal narrator, Justin Mollick, reading to you from some amazing blogs and books to help you optimize your life. Today's two posts come from Lori Deshane, the creator of Tiny Buddha. She has a history of social anxiety, so I personally relate to her posts. For a lot more, check out Tiny Buddha, that's tinybuddha.com, and her books, they're definitely worth checking out. And before we get to her posts, hiring is challenging. But there's one place you can go where hiring is simple and smart. That place is ZipRecruiter, where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. Try it for free at ziprecruiter.com old. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And now let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Embarrass Yourself by Lori Deshane of tinybuddha.com. Quote, to get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. Unknown. You'd like to start presenting to clients, but you're afraid of looking like a deer in the headlights if they ask questions you can't answer. So you keep thinking about it, waiting for a time when you feel more prepared, more ready, more in control. You've considered telling your friends you want to publish your novel, but you can't stand them knowing you failed if things don't pan out. So you keep it inside, protecting your ego, but reinforcing to yourself that you likely can't do it. You've decided you don't want that job you dreamed of as a kid, but the thought of everyone thinking you gave up makes you queasy. So you keep chasing a rainbow that no longer excites you, half in it, half curious what else is out there, but wholly sure you'll look better if you stay the course. The potential for embarrassment motivates people to do and avoid all kinds of things against their better judgment. Statistics show more people fear public speaking than death, meaning they'd rather be hit by a bus than potentially look foolish in front of a crowd. Research also indicates a majority of the people who get divorced had a strong feeling before getting married it wasn't a good idea, but honored their promise to avoid embarrassment. You may not have made a lifetime commitment to save face, but if you're like most people, you've limited yourself to avoid that palm-sweating, heart-racing, demoralizing feeling of vulnerability at least once in your life, and you'll have countless other opportunities to make that decision again, all moments when you can choose control or possibility. Your boss will ask your opinion in a meeting, giving you a chance to clam up or shine. Your colleague will ask you to speak at a fundraiser, giving you a chance to cower or inspire. Your friend will ask you to join her in volleyball, giving you a chance to limit or stretch yourself. Every day you'll have a chance to put yourself out there to get something you want or may not yet realize will change your world for the better, something that could change your feelings about your potential, something that could infuse your life with excitement, passion, and meaning. Of course, there are no guarantees when you take a risk. You could put yourself out there and find people unimpressed, but that's actually a good sign. Everyone who has ever changed the world stood awkwardly on sea legs to a radio silent reception at least one time in their lives. The willingness to look foolish is a veritable prerequisite to being happy and fulfilled. You can reject all opportunities to avoid being judged, only doing what you're sure will impress if you don't mind creating a predictable tomorrow that looks a lot like yesterday. Or you can let yourself be awkward, uncomfortable, gawky, uncoordinated, unpolished, and imperfect from time to time to find out what it feels like on the other side of vulnerable. If you've been there before, you already know. What's on the other side feels like being alive. 
I could totally relate to that one. I'll talk about that more at the end. And I have another article from her for you. But first, thank you again to ZipRecruiter. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ziprecruiter.com old. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And with results like that, it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com slash old. That's ziprecruiter.com slash O-L-D, ziprecruiter.com slash old. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Worry Serves No Useful Purpose by Lori Deshane of tinybuddha.com. Tomorrow is my 30th birthday. For two hours earlier this evening, I felt certain I'd start the day hooked up to an IV in intensive care. It all started two weeks ago when I visited my family. Shortly after I arrived home, I began feeling chest pains, something I experienced frequently in my youth. Back in the day, I spent hours in the high school nurse's office while my peers were in lunch, study hall, or gym class. Though it was intense and frightening, I wondered, in retrospect, if my mind magnified the pain after the doctor called my damaged esophagus precancerous. So sitting there five hours ago, laboring away at my laptop, my mind was no more scattered than usual, somewhat focused on the task at hand while I simultaneously watched TV, admired my new apartment, fantasized about my boyfriend, and stared at something shiny. Believe it or not, I was far more attentive on the task at hand than usual and was just starting to fall into the zone until my chest began tightening and my throat closed up and I was in the nurse's office all over again. I started Googling my symptoms alongside the term esophageal cancer and Barrett's esophagus and oral cancer. I saw pictures of putrid gums and read personal accounts of chemotherapy and tracheostomy tubes. My fingers twitched, my breath became more labored and my eyes welled up in tears. I ran into the bathroom and inspected every angle of my mouth. I searched for lumps and discolorations, all the while struggling to breathe. I imagined my brother's devastated face when he learned I'd spend Christmas in the hospital. I heard my mother crying when I told her the low survival rate for the esophageal cancer. I cursed myself for waiting so long to get married and have children. And then I found the lumps on my tongue. First, I saw the one on the right side. It was about a quarter inch in diameter, raised and shiny. Then I noticed another on the other side and then several smaller ones behind them. My mouth felt dry and fuzzy. My skin looked dull and pallid. My chest burned and constricted. By the time I called my mother for advice, I was convinced the end was near. This made it all the more embarrassing when the ER doctor introduced me to my taste buds, two lumps at the back of my tongue. He also reminded me that acid reflux causes chest pains and told me I couldn't breathe because I was having a panic attack. As I drove home empty-handed, I didn't need a single prescription. I wondered why I let myself plummet into such depths of terror. How did it serve me to turn the unknown into a catastrophe before having proof of anything? If you worry and nothing's wrong, you've wasted precious time. If you worry and something is wrong, you've still wasted precious time. I'm grateful that I have my physical health, but I now realize a calm, 
positive mental state, even in moments of struggle, is just as important to a life well-lived. You just listened to the post titled Embarrass Yourself and Worry Serves No Useful Purpose, both by Lori Deshane of tinybuddha.com. So yeah, I could relate to that a lot. Hopefully it was helpful for you too. It's often easy to hear advice like that about going out of your comfort zone, but difficult to actually take action and do it. That's something I'm working on. For example, I had a friend interview me and Lee over the phone recently, something I would have avoided at all costs even just two months ago. But after lots of conversation on the phone and then even recording one unofficially, it became easier. It wasn't easy at all for me, but it helps a lot. So take those baby steps and get out of your comfort zone. And the second post too also could relate to that. It's so true that no matter the case, if you're worrying about something and you're right or wrong, you still wasted time worrying no matter what. And when that worry creeps up, the best thing to do is take action if you can right then or not at all and stop worrying about it. For example, if you're the type to avoid the doctor, that's your choice, but then at least do yourself a favor and not worry about it. But if you're worrying and not going to the doctor, that's gonna be a problem and it can cause all sorts of other health issues for you. But that's enough from me today. Stay positive. Try to unravel yourself from those tangled thoughts of worry. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you in tomorrow's show where your optimal life awaits.